Hi guys, welcome to Self Care Sundays. My name is Han and I'm joined by the beautiful Naz. What's up, what's up? <laughs> How are you? I'm good, I'm good. You know, just bored in the house, bored in the house, bored right now. <laughs> <laughs> I think everyone's bored. Yeah, this lockdown, at the initial stages of restrictions, you know, we all got into our creative mode and, you know, started discovering things about ourselves. Now we're just over it. Like, don't you feel like you're just over it? No, of course. I think there was like a lot of hope at the start, but I feel like Daniel Andrews has just made us lose any hope that we've had. Yeah, because you just can't see an end to, to things. You know, you can't look forward to anything. Every day is just the same day over and over again. I was talking about this with, um, with some colleagues at work and one of my colleagues had this genius idea, not so genius, to join Tinder. Oh how can you date? Firstly, how do you date when there's a bloody curfew and you can't go out? Like what, you're going to invite someone to your house on the first date? That's oh like, yeah, but also you can't start dating just because you're bored. I mean, what's going to come out of that? Yeah, nothing fruitful comes out of, I think, dating when you're lonely and bored you have to really want it yeah i mean like you can't force yourself to be in a relationship just because you can't find anything else to do sure you might have some fun maybe they'll distract you for a little bit but i don't know maybe i I might be wrong no no you're definitely right because what happens is you you end up being like in a situationship a situationship what's that (laughs) A situationship is essentially like a relationship that hasn't been defined, right? So you're with this person and you guys are doing everything like like couples do. You know, you go on a date, you talk on the phone, you meet each other's friends, but there's no label. So, I mean, is it different to friends with benefits? Um, Yes, definitely. I think friends with benefits, like the two people are aware of what's going on. And I think that's just like a beauty call. Oh, okay. So, so essentially, a situationship is when there's no consensus on what you guys are. There's no agreement or there's no understanding from both parties. Look at me, like, talking legal terms now. <laughs> no, no, you're like... Both parties are not fully aware of what, what is happening. That's why it's a situation. Is that right? Basically, look, it's not all bad, right? I think you can be in a situationship when you don't want to commit or you've come out of something really serious and you want to take it slow, like, to get to know someone. So I don't think it's all negative. But definitely there is no labels and there is really no expectations from the other partner. But you guys are, well, essentially a couple. (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. You're a couple but without a label and there's no commitment so you're nothing. Yeah, basically. But you do everything like that. Yeah, but I don't don't see how this could be a good thing. I mean, are you you talking from experience when you say that a situation can work for you? Um, putting you on the spot now yeah you are <laughs> no look I I was in a situation look I didn't even know it was like called a situation I think I kept calling it friendship I didn't want to commit to this person because I came out of something intense but I was like really enjoying their company and their like their banter and like it was definitely not platonic but I didn't want that pressure of commitment if that makes sense <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I suppose that makes sense. And if this is discussed in the beginning of, well, not a relationship, from when you meet that person, you say, hey, look, I've come out of something serious, I'm not ready to commit, then technically there is awareness and there's consensus and there's honesty. 
yeah in that in that kind of situation like i feel like it's you might not be hurting the other person um look, you know where what, what, I reckon happens, around each other. What, mm. what I reckon happens in situationships is like one person like always catches feelings. So in my instance, my friend was like to me after a little while, I think he was looking at it from the religious perspective and he was like, look, Hannah, if you're not going to marry me in the near f- future, then we're, you know, essentially like we're wasting each other's time, right? Right. And that's when you told him that you want to be in a situationship. Um, no, I was like, why can't we be friends? Right. But what happened was we kept in touch, but I think by the time I was like, okay, maybe I think I'm ready to commit. I think that like the boat had sailed. (laughs) No, but I think, yeah, I think you made a very valid point. I mean, as much as you can tell, you know, your partner that you're not ready for, you know, a committed relationship, feelings are not something that you can schedule or plan. No, Feelings are going to develop naturally. And that's, that's where these kind of circumstances become dangerous a hundred percent and then my my question is and i've seen like a lot of girlfriends that have a similar problem is they don't know when the right time or they don't know the right way to actually transition from a situationship into a relationship right so that's when you end up with people seeing each other for months or years Yeah, so when do you think you should have that chat with a partner or when has a partner had that chat with you where you guys moved from that situationship or getting to know each other stage and you went into the relationship stage? Because I think that's important. Yeah. Personally, I don't even think I've ever been in a, in a situationship because I make it my life's mission to have that conversation very early on. Like as soon as I start seeing someone, maybe I'll give it two weeks. Okay. But after two weeks, we're going to have that conversation of what the hell are we? We're either going to decide that we're romantic, romantically capable and continue and decide to be in a relationship or that we're not compatible and we stop seeing each other or we decide to be friends. Like it's just, it's just a very simple conversation. I don't know why people blow it out of proportions and they kind of, you know, tippy-toeing around their partner, like waiting for them to make this first move. And we're adults. Do you know what I mean? It's just, yeah, it's I think sometimes being people, honest. I think sometimes people are scared that it's not going to be reciprocated. Do you know what I mean? Like, cause they don't know if the other person is going to feel the same way. So I think that's why that conversation is always kind of, held off yeah but wouldn't you rather know that from the beginning yeah of course 100 percent. yeah yeah so the right time is as early as you can like as soon as you figure out what you want in your head have that conversation yeah yeah and i feel like as mature adults some of us are immature but as mature adults you should know at the stage that you're in in your life you should know what you want you should know whether you're looking for a relationship whether you're looking for fun just like you said right you knew that you came out of a serious commitment and you weren't ready for a relationship but you knew that before you even met this person yeah of course yeah so i feel like we should we need to take time to reflect on what we want that way you're not going to hurt someone yeah yeah or, or lead them on so, like, what do you mean, though? Well, if you know what you want, then you can have that conversation from the beginning. But if you don't know what you want, then you just end up, you know, fucking around, basically, and leading the person on. I'll give you an example, right? I like to have the conversations early on, like I said. What are yeah. we? Okay, we're in a relationship. But I've been in a lot of, I don't want to say situationships now. <laughs> I've been in a lot of relationships where the person that I'm dating has 
has said that they want to be in a relationship. We both like each other. We're, we're compatible, et cetera, et cetera. So we decide to be in a relationship. Then they change their mind after two months. Then they, they're like, oh, actually, you know, where I'm at in life or, you know, I, I want to travel more or I want to do this. And I'm like, but why didn't you know that before we got to this point? No, but I respect that person for actually getting into the relationship with you, taking the responsibility and saying, look, yeah, you know what? I do want to get, uh, I do want to be with you, but you know what? People change their mind. You know, he could have gone into the relationship and said, you know what? I'm not feeling this anymore or, you know, this is not serving me. Or he could have had something happening in his life, like family problems or work problems or something. He's like, you know what? I can't handle um, what's happening in my life and the relationship. But I give that person respect for actually getting into the relationship because at that time when they were doing that, that's what they really wanted to do. I just don't know how you change your mind after a couple of months. Fair enough, if things are not working, then they're not working. But I'm talking about those specific circumstances where the person tells you, I don't want to be in a relationship anymore. So it's like you're going backwards. Does that make sense? It's not, I don't want to be with you. I don't want to be in a relationship. Yeah, but that's like, I get that though. You could be in a state, you can be like, yeah, you know what, maybe I do want this. And then after a while or after two months, you're like, you know what, no, um, I don't want this anymore. This is not serving me. I thought I wanted this, but I don't anymore. It doesn't mean that they're a bad person. It just means they've changed their mind. But I'm not saying that they're a bad person. I'm just saying it's bloody annoying. You shouldn't be getting cold feet. I mean, we're not fucking eloping or getting married. You agree to this. When they were agreeing to you, I think 100% that's what they wanted to do. But as time went on, like, are you telling me you haven't changed your mind after two months? <laughs> no, but I haven't changed my mind about wanting to be in a relationship. I changed my mind about that person. I say, hey, look, we've learned a lot of things about each other over these last couple of months. I don't think we're compatible anymore. We need to go our separate ways. But never do I say, actually, I don't want to be in a relationship right now. Let's just fuck around. What is that? And, you know, and it is like maybe they're getting cold feet. Maybe there's, I don't even know, pressure, whatever it is. It's just, it's annoying. And I feel like as, as grown-ups, we need to know what we want so that we don't lead people yeah. on. Yeah. yeah. No, but I think what bothers me the most, to be honest, is I had a friend where she got into a situation and then she, they did the transition into a, a relationship her man or whatever started to ghost her. And then when she was like kind of confronting him, he was like, oh, like he started to gaslight her. And it's like, what are you talking about? But, you know, we've never had that conversation. We're just like friends. I think that's... Oh, he's a liar. Exactly. So, I mean, like at least, you know, the people that you've interacted with are kind of saying, look, I don't want to be in it anymore. But then you have people on the scale where they're like, oh, what are you talking about? Like, aren't we just friends? Let's just continue this thing that we have going on, like, you know, stop making it a big deal. But they've told you initially and before that, that they wanted to be in a relationship. Yeah. So th yeah, that's crazy. That's just, that's just a, a liar. Like if, if you can flip on something like that and make the other person look crazy, which I think that's what gaslighting means, then that person is likely to do that in so many other situations course, as well. Then, like, like, you know, my, my friend ended up staying with that, person for like a year where it's just like back and forth of like he wants to keep her there but he doesn't want to commit and every time she's about to leave he'll be like yeah, yeah I'm going to commit and then you know doesn't commit and then basically gaslights her and says what are you talking about like you know we've had this thing going on like this mutual thing going on for a while <laughs> so what are you doing 
yeah, I think I think a lot of people like the comfort of having someone around, but at the same time, they want to keep their options open. That is a massive red flag. I mean, if if someone keeps telling you that <laughs> they don't want to commit to you after a year, yeah, they're just not that into you. No, of course. They're not that into you. Because if they were completely set on you, and I don't mean you personally, but whoever's in that situation, they're completely set on you. They would not want to be keeping their options open. Simple as that. But do you think this is the problem that's happening in our, not only in our community, but everywhere, is the fact that guys are in so many situationships and they're getting the benefits of a girlfriend and they're getting the benefits of a wife and they don't have to commit and they're getting it from multiple girls. Is this the reason why there's not a lot of people settling down? What do you mean? Because because there's a lot of girls who are giving men things too easily? No, like as in like guys have so much options, like they have multiple girls giving them the girlfriend experience, but they don't have to actually commit to them. Yeah, I think that's, yeah, I think that is definitely an issue. Like we're, I think we're experiencing a kind of culture shift to move towards more of these situationships, you know, with a lot of these dating apps coming out and what's that website you were telling me about? Oh, you were telling me about this this website that, that people sign up and they just basically exchange pictures of each other. Oh, I'm not sure. Only fans. Only fans. Oh, no, that's, yeah. no, no, that's different. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's not a dating site? No, that's like nudes. That's oh, like, shit. That's hey, like I just thought it was like Instagram, but for dating. Oh, my God, no, no. <laughs> Shows you how little I know about what's oh. going on today. God. But yeah, so I feel like I feel like these, <laughs> these these apps are definitely not helping because people could just meet up and you know see each other for a week. Are you still laughing at me? Oh my god, I'm like actually crying. <laughs> Basically, I'm just gonna say yes, yes, I do agree. I do think that that's happening more and more these days, where people are getting the girlfriend experience without really needing to commit to another to a girl. So especially men, but do you think the reverse is also true? Do you think that a lot more women are wanting more of a situationship rather than a commitment? I think everyone is wanting a situationship because everyone's kind of trying to keep their options open. I think everyone's in this position of like, hey, is the grass greener on the other side, you know? I think it's just harder for people to commit. So, yeah, I think, I think definitely not just men. I think women too. I might be there myself right now. Seriously, like, <laughs> like the idea of being in a relationship. Again, it freaks me out. <gasps> no, don't do it. <laughs> so oh. how, okay, I, I have a question. Yeah. How do you then, how do you get over someone that's never really committed to you in the first place? How do you move on from a situationship? Personally, I think, I don't know, I could be wrong, but I think that, it would be harder to get over a situationship than actual relationship. Why? Because when you're in a relationship and things didn't work out, okay, you guys went through your issues or whatever and, like, you know, you got hurt, you move it along, that's it. But with a situationship, you've never really dated this person and it's just kind of like, oh, okay, could they have been the one? Would the relationship have been like this? You don't really know that person. So you end up kind of fantasizing and almost making up this person in your head that doesn't really exist. Do you know what I mean? Of who they could have been. 
So it was just like, mm-hmm. it's harder for me, I think it would be harder to get over someone or something that you've never really experienced because you're in your head making up stories, you know, of this amazing fantasy that could have been. I see what you're saying, but at the same time, it's a relationship was real. You don't even need to make shit up. You don't even need to fantasize. It's real. You experience those moments with that person. You might have even used the L word, like you experience love with this other person. That for me is much harder to (laughs) to get over and make sense of than than a fantasy in your head. No, but with a situationship, you did have some sort of like relationship with this person too, but you didn't fully get into it if that makes sense. So you're always going to be wondering, was he the one or was she the one, you know, like could have, could this have been it? And I think that kind Mm. of more, you know, but at least with a relationship, it's like, okay, I gave it a shot and it didn't work out. Sure. So I guess the lesson here is realize the situation for what it is and don't blow it out of proportion in your head. (laughs) Definitely. Don't think that you guys are in love. Don't think that you're in a relationship for what it is essentially and then you'll be fine but for the steps that i take to get over i think a relationship or situationship or anything i think initially any loss in life like whether it be a thing or a person i take it back to god and if god took that person or thing away from you then they weren't meant to be in your life so i kind of look at it from that perspective in like the religion perspective you know basically we don't think about it too much, but when we are with this person, we are committing haram, right? So we have to look at it like, okay, God stopped us from committing more sins. And if this person was the one for me, you know, if this person that you were with was good for my deen or dunya or akhirah, they would have stayed in your life. Allah wouldn't have removed them from your life. Do you get it? Yeah, so I guess it's, you're saying it's about being accepting. Yeah. Yeah, and, and knowing that things happen for a reason. No, of course. I mean, like, if, if this person was the one and it was, they were good for you, for this world and for the next world, they would have stayed. Nothing in this world or nothing or no situation could have taken them away. So when someone leaves, it's kind of like, okay, then that's it. They were meant to go. So that should give you ease in your heart, like, you know what, this is, this is not it. Yeah, and I guess when, <laughs> when a situation ends with someone, you have to kind of reflect and think, well, thank God it ended now before, yeah. you know, we moved, before we moved in together, before we had kids. No, so be grateful for the time that you've saved. No, of course, 100%. And I also think if you're done with someone, I think just remove them from social media, like delete their number. That's it. Move it along. <laughs> Do you block? I mean, I think... I'm mature enough not to block, but definitely delete. What do you, what do you think? You see, I don't even go that far because I just feel bad. Like I think to myself, what if I run into this person in the future and now he knows that I've deleted him from all my accounts? Like it just seems maybe a little bit petty, but it is something that a lot of people do. I know that. Like I've get, gotten that advice from a lot of friends. Delete, block, get rid of them, get rid of their number. But, but I just feel like I don't know. But you're protecting yourself. You know, I had a friend that her ex basically said to her, I don't want to be with you. And then she spent hours in a day on his Twitter, you know, saying, oh, my God, Han, you know, like, 
he's tweeted this song and it's a breakup song. It must be about me or she's watching his story or he watched her story. She's like, Oh my God, he's definitely wants me back. Like he watched my story when he could be watching it with his new thing, you know, like, how do you know? And I'm just like to her girl, delete him and move on because the more that person is around and you're seeing what they're up to and you're seeing what they're doing, you're not actually going to move on with your life. That is true. I mean, you have a good point. Maybe I just never dated anyone that's very active on social media, so I've never had that Maybe. experience. <laughs> Maybe, but definitely delete. What do you do? Do you have, like, anything that you do? Oh, I am the worst person to ask this question. Like, I'm, I'm terrible at getting over things. I mean, I'm not saying I sit around and wallow for months or years, but... I have to go through a process of blaming myself first. Oh, God. (laughs) Yeah, I'll I'll look at the situation, whatever, the relationship, and be like, what have I done wrong? Then my self-esteem takes a hit. Then I do other drastic things to boost my (laughs) self-esteem. And then it takes me a while to actually figure out, okay, start actually making sense of what has happened and why it's ended. And once I've done that and I've dedicated the, the right amount of time to just reflecting, then I can move on. So it's not even about deleting a person. It's just taking myself out of the situation. Like I, it takes two to tango, essentially. This, yeah. this, this relationship did not end because of something that I solely have done. Rather, yeah. we're just not right for each other. No, of course. And I think that's so what once happens. I can make sense of it in that way, then it's easier to move on. Yeah, I think that's what happens. Like I think girls uh, especially like just blame themselves, you know, even if it wasn't something that they did, I think they just sit down overanalyzing the whole time. Like, did I do this? Did I do this? Am I like this? Is something wrong with me? But I think it's a good point that you made that you eventually, I think you always end up coming to that realization. It wasn't me. This is sounding a bit sad now. <laughs> Maybe no. we should lighten no. the mood with the game. What do you think? Yeah, I think? yeah, definitely we should wrap it up and play Kiss, Mary Kill. <laughs> Okay, well, since we're talking about situationships, Ooh, I've got three people lined up for you, very okay. relevant to this topic. Okay. I'm actually interested to see what you're going to say. Yeah. So kill, marry, or kill. So what? wait, no. Kill kiss, kiss, <laughs> all of them. <laughs> Who would you kiss, marry, or kill? Jada. Okay. Will. Yeah. And August. Oh, my God. I would... Kiss August, marry Will, mm. and kill Jada. <laughs> Why are you killing Jada for? How are we all about women's empowerment? What's going on here? Yeah, well, she messed up. She took advantage of August, okay? And she, she did not take advantage of him. He's a grown man. What no, the no, fuck? She was going she, through shit too. No, she even said it in the interview. Like, he was really damaged when he met her. And she's the type of person that likes to save people, right? So she took advantage of this broken guy. And, like, if you listen to, like, August's interview, he's gone through so much in his life, you know, with his family, like, so many deaths in his family. This woman took advantage of a guy that's, like, her son's age. You're acting like she raped him. An yeah. argument can be Wait, made that she he did was rape also, him. No, she was also taking. She emotionally raped him. Actually. Oh him. my god! Oh my god! What does the world come to? You could also argue that he was also taking advantage of, you know, a vulnerable woman whose marriage was falling apart. No, but apparently they were both in a bad not, place. Apparently, they were on a break. Do you know what I mean? So she could have done exactly. what she wanted. 
that she could do and he and Will could have done whatever he wanted to do. So why so then why is she such like why is she the evil one? Why are you killing her? That's why I'm killing her. She took advantage of August. Like we have this scenario where in the media she's we can only react to what we're fed, right? And the information we're fed is this victim, August, that's gone through a lot in his life. And then there's Jada that's double or triple or whatever his age is. And she takes advantage of him and she breaks this guy's heart and then goes back to her husband. The only thing that I can fault Jada for, and it's not even really something to fault on, but it seems like the way that August was talking about the whole situation, it seems like he really fell. He fell for her, you know, and he developed he feelings. And then she just went back to her husband. And yeah. that's sad. That's yeah. so sad. It is. What would you do? Who, if I was August? No, kiss, marry, and kill. <laughs> <laughs> like, what I would already you put myself in his shoes. This is my mind and my, my, my victim mentality. <laughs> oh, I think I would kiss August. Yeah. Because, you know, he's just, an, he's just an innocent bystander, you know? Um, I would kill Will and marry Jada. Oh my goodness! Why? Why? Because He's I loyal. feel like Will gets away with everything. No, the why aren't we shining a torch on his infidelities? Because I am sure whoever he's got he, a lot in his book. Whoever he had like an open relation, like relationship with, or whoever he was with while he was on a break with his wife, is clearly not hurt by it because they haven't come out to the media and cried about it, you know. And his wife knew exactly what he was doing. So how? Is he the bad guy for doing, you know, something that him and his wife had a mutual agreement to? But then why is Jada a bad guy then? If they had a mutual agreement, then they both knew what they were getting up to. Jada's only the bad guy because her dirty laundry was aired and August came out as this poor guy that fell in love and his heart got broken. So that's why I would rather... I would rather the devil I know than the devil I don't know. The devil I know here is Jada. The devil I don't know is Will. Watch out for that motherfucker. <laughs> Laugh now, but you know I'm telling the truth. No, you're not. Because clearly he, he treated his entanglements pretty good because they haven't come out. <laughs> oh, okay. So we just got to get better at hiding our crimes. That's it. Basically. <laughs> All right. Who have you got for me? Okay, so kiss, marry, or kill Daniel Andrews. <laughs> oh, God. Scott Morrison. Mm. Or Brett Sutton. <laughs> of course, I'm going to marry Brett Sutton. I mean, have you seen the man? <laughs> and apparently, I heard that um, I'm not even sure if I should be sharing this information, but I heard he's a Buddhist and he lives up in the hills. So he's got some depth. Like, the guy's deep. <laughs> He's, he's like not just the, a politician. He's the only politician I like, to be honest. I don't know. I would kill Scott Morrison. Oh, oh God. No. And I guess kiss Daniel Andrews. <laughs> oh, no. I would kill Daniel Andrews and um, <laughs> kiss Scott Morrison. I don't know. No, actually, I would marry Scott Morrison. Kiss Why? Sutton and kill Dan Andrews because I want to do some changes to the country. You know? <laughs> That's very strategic. You're thinking you're going to get married to this guy and... And act all first lady like. <laughs> get him, get him out of the picture. We don't really actually. The first, the first lady in Australia doesn't do much. I mean, it's not like Michelle Obama situation, you know. No, I don't even know how his missus looks. To be honest, I don't even know how any of the prime ministers' missus. How look. insignificant they are. So, do you want to be insignificant? Well, I'm gonna change that, aren't I? So. <laughs> 
Okay, uh, we can change the world one man at a time. One woman at a time. <laughs> Are you going to marry the man? Oh my God. Thank you so much, guys, for listening, especially if you reached this far. Thank you for supporting us. If you supported us, check out our Instagram, which is Self Care Sundays with a Z pod. And, you know, send us DMs and leave comments if you have any opinions on the topic. See you next week. See you next week. Bye.